Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering two major advancements into image generation AI. The first one is coming out of Midjourney and the second one out of Stability AI. So without further ado, we are going to dive into it and explain exactly what these new upgrades and features are and what the implications we see for the landscape of AI in general is because I do believe that there are some pretty profound differences between these two companies and the features that they've come out with. First off, Midjourney, which is by you know, no small amount, the leader in this text to image generation field of AI. Midjourney right now is exclusively accessed through a server on Discord, where essentially you have to create a Discord account, you sign up, um, and you can get it to generate different things. The new feature that they've announced in this uh, 5.2 version um, is essentially one of the biggest features is the introduction of what they're calling zoom out. So essentially, this is also known as outpainting on other AI image generators like Photoshop. But the feature essentially allows AI to expand on a previously created image and provide additional context to it. So um, you might know that if you've generated a, a mid-journey image up until now, they're usually a square. And sometimes, you know, that's useful. But other times, maybe you want it to be um, in portrait mode or landscape mode. And, you know, you don't really get anything other than that square. So now with the new zoom out feature, um, you're going to be able to actually zoom out. They have two zoom out options, 1.5 and 2 where you're actually able to zoom out even further from the image. And essentially, it will design more image that seamlessly just expands the image. So if it's a close-up of a person's face, when it zooms out, it's going to show more of their body and maybe more of the background behind them. Um, and additionally, they're going to have a make square function. So if you had, you know, a landscape video that, or image that you wanted to turn into a square, um, you could transform those non-square images into square ones using outpainting. Along, so essentially, outpainting is you know, it, it's going to, it's adding to the image. It's not just cropping it smaller to a square. It's adding a little bit on the top and bottom of like, you know, for example, a landscape mode uh, image. So along with these features, Midjourney 5.2 also has something calls, called a aesthetic system, which is specifically designed to produce sharper and more visually attractive images. Um, and they have improvements in text comprehension, which means essentially that AI um, that the AI image engine can now generate visuals that align like allegedly a lot more closely to the actual given text that you're giving it. So essentially, it's just better at interpreting your prompts and turning those into images. 5.2 also introduces something that I think is kind of cool. It's called um, shorten, and it's a new command, which essentially is going to allow you to identify words in one of your prompts that has little to no effect on the actual image. Sometimes, you know, I've, I create these prompts and I put like, you know, 20 different words in there trying to come up with a really creative image. Um, and I'm like, oh, not quite. And I'm like sitting there tweaking the prompt. I don't really know which of the words within that prompt are having the biggest effect. So this is going to be nice. You can throw your whole prompt in there, uh, shorten it. It's going to pull out the irrelevant words. And then you know what you're actually tweaking is actually going to make a difference and an impact on what the image that's being generated is. And it's not just um, oh, this is just another variation of it generating essentially the same prompt. So it's going to help you and prompt engineers uh, to make better images and to know what's actually being uh, used. So this update three, uh, 5.3 version, it's now available as a test version, and it's um, also set as the default. So users that want to disable it or revert to a previous version, they can use the settings command in Discord to do that. But all in all, a really awesome improvement into um, Midjourney which is definitely seen as one of the leaders in this AI image generating space. So it's exciting to see that. The second piece of news I wanted to cover on the podcast today is that Stability AI just yesterday launched what they're calling SDXL 0.9. So 
Um, the difference between Stability AI and Midjourney, because they're both text-to-image generating platforms, is pretty um, profound. And I think if you don't know the difference, I'll just go over it quickly. But essentially, Midjourney is a for-profit company, essentially, where you, you go on their, their uh, Discord server. You can pay to buy credits. Usually that's $8 a month. And you can generate these images on the Discord server if you have purchased their credits or their package. Stability AI, on the other hand, is, an, is generally speaking, an open source platform, um, which has the stability um, AI model, or right now it's the SDXL 0.9. And essentially, you can run this on your own computer or your own you know, modern consumer GPU. So what's really exciting with this new, um, with this new text to image suite of models is that this is following the release of Stability Diffusion XL beta, which came out in April. So this new version produces massively, I would say, improved image and uh, composition details over its previous version. So they actually have a bunch of uh, a bunch of different images where essentially they've given it the same prompt and they're showing the difference of the images. Um, and I think this is really impressive because this is this is a tool that anyone can grab the code for. You know, they, they publish the code on GitHub. You can grab the code for this. You can run this model on your own computer, aka you can run it on your own servers and integrate it into your own products um, without having to get an API, which is, you know, if you wanted to run Midjourney, you'd need to build your own API and to integrate it into any of your products. Where this, on the other hand, uh, you can grab the model, run it yourself on your own servers and have, you know, essentially 100% of the profit that it can generate for your business aside from, uh, you know, whatever the costs of running it are. So, this is pretty significantly different than Midjourney. Um, that being said, a lot of people say Midjourney is better. Um, you know, they're running it on their own state-of-the-art hardware. They're training it. Uh, and so they have a lot of resources. But, I mean, as far as a free open source tool goes, uh, stability is quite impressive. And I really do think that they've made a lot of uh, really big improvements. Essentially, this new um, SDXL 0.9 that they're releasing um, allows you to generate hyper-realistic creations for films, television, music, and instructional videos, as well as offering a lot of advancements for design and industrial use. Essentially, I would say this is kind of putting it at the very forefront of, you know, these AI imaging tools. So they, like I was mentioning before, they have this thing where they're essentially showing the prompt they use, and they're showing two different images on one that was generated on the old version of their platform and one that is on this new update. So this one they have, it says, aesthetic aliens walking among us in Las Vegas, scratchy found film uh, photograph. And the first version is like super unrealistic. It's like black and yellow kind of image, um, like two-toned image. Just doesn't look very realistic. It's kind of funny. The second one on this new version is literally an alien. Looks like a hyper-realistic photo with a blurred out background in downtown Las Vegas with people all around him. And so I think... Um, it really has made some big progress. They did one with a wolf. The first one, there is the wolf and it's one of its eyes is kind of messed up. The second one, it's close up on its face and it looks much more realistic. Although I will say like maybe five to 10% less realistic than something I would see out of mid journey. Um, to be perfectly honest on that wolf image, they did another one, which, uh, you know, as you know, a lot of these AI models have real problems with fingers and hands. You'll see that with OpenAI's Dolly 2 model, which I don't know why OpenAI has not improved that. They're obviously killing it with ChatGPT, but these other image generators are honestly just killing them. 
So this new stability AI launch, um, they showed a version before and it looks like there was an extra finger on the hand. It's like a hand holding a cup of coffee. And in this new version, the hand looks absolutely perfect. All the fingers look normal, all the, everything's perfect about it. So that's very exciting. Um, the SDXL series also offers a really big range of functions that extend beyond just basic text prompting. So those include image to image prompting, right? So you can input an image and get variations of that image out, which is a pretty good improvement in painting, right? So that is reconstructing missing parts of the image and out painting, which is uh, constructing a seamless extension of an existing image. So this is actually the same two features that Midjourney has just dropped. It's interesting. They both have done it like side by side. So essentially they can make the image square or they can make it, uh, you know, they can add stuff to the edges of it to zoom out. They said, what's under the hood? So one of the key drivers of this advancement in um, composition for this SDXL 0.9 is essentially the significant increase in um, parameter count. So the sum of all the weights and biases in the neural network that the model is trained on. That's what the parameter is. Um, and so this has significantly more parameters than the beta version. Um, and this is really interesting how this works. Um, and I, so I wanted to bring this up, but essentially this new version of stability, um, it has one of the lar largest parameter counts of any open source image model. So not mid-journey, but any open source one. So it has 3.5 billion parameters um, of 3.5 billion parameter base model. And this is what's interesting, a 6.6 .6 billion parameter model ensemble pipeline. So essentially the final output, when you get an image back from this model, it's created by running two different models and then it aggregates the results of those models, right? So the second stage model, which is the 6.6 uh, .6 billion, billion parameter one, um, it is used to add finer details to the generated output of the first stage. So essentially what's happening is they're probably using their old you know, model essentially, or theoretically, maybe they trained one slightly better, but they're using an older model that can get them like kind of a basic idea for an image. And then they run it through another model that's almost twice the size that just like adds fine-tuned details, right? So like they might be able to, like with the example of the alien, theoretically they could throw, they could get it to generate the old version of the alien. Then they put it in the new one and adds all of these details to the background and makes the alien look more realistic and adds these blurs and all these different effects. So I think this is really smart. I don't actually know how Midjourney's AI um, image generation process runs. I think they're a little bit more closed lip with that because it's not open source. Um, but this is a really intelligent way about going about this problem, in my opinion, where you kind of generate like a lower resolution image and then you go and get another model to essentially say, take this lower resolution image and, you know, make it a lot more detailed, make it a lot more high quality. So I think this is really smart um, and this probably saves them. Like theoretically, there could be a model that could do it just right off, right in one go, but this probably saves them a ton of computational time, right? It's like, give me the rough draft and now polish it versus like, give me something polished. And I think it's really important when you're looking at these models, right? Like they said, someone could run this on a consumer level GPU um, device. And so when you're looking at building these kind of open source models that anyone could technically run, uh, you really need to focus on what is the way to make this, you know, use the least amount of resources possible. And I think they, they really uh, were able to achieve that in quite a great away and just to tell you like how like who can run this um they said that sdxl 0.9 is able to run on a modern consumer gpu needing only windows 10 or 11 or linux operating system so you need 16 gigabytes of ram a nvidia geforce rtx 20 graphics card that equivalent or higher 
and you need a minimum of eight gigabytes of VRAM, Linux users are able to use a compatible AMD card with 16 gigs of VRAM. So honestly, really, really impressive. Um, this is going to be coming out for research purposes um, on uh, next week. And then uh, they're hoping to have a wider launch where people can use this for, you know, uh, corporate or, you know, professional reasons at the end of July. So really incredible, great work from Stability and also great work from Midjourney on two uh, major, you know, improvements on this um, text-to-AI image generation space. It's going to be interesting to see how this continues to evolve into the future and how we continue to make these text-to-image models better and better and eventually go to video.